Welcome everyone to the Shrimply Good Podcast episode 11. This episode 11 sponsored by Central Bank Illinois. I am Lucas Burris, your voice of Pistols Shrimp Baseball. That is Jace Eustis, your resident color commentator. And it was an okay week, Jace. It was not anything we'd tip our hats on, but for the third straight week, the Pistol Shrimp finished above 500 in what was the final regular season week uh, for this Pistol, or final full regular season week for this Pistol Shrimp team. Uh, and we'll play two more games next week. But this is really, this is, a, as we sit here at the top, this is kind of the final one of the the regular Shrimply Good podcast that we'll put out this season. There's only two games next week. There's not going to be too much to recap, and we'll really get into that. But, yeah, how you feeling? Yeah, I feel good. I mean, you finished the week four and three, you got the winning uh, record. But, and obviously, you started the week going into a playoff race. You're ending the week kind of on the outside looking in. But I think, you know, us and the players just all together really just look at it as, you know, hey, this was a great season. And there's a lot of good baseball and there's a lot of good baseball played this week where, you know, they, they had some chances and just some, a lot of close games. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, it was really fun all season long. And I think that's the big thing to talk about, you know, is is how much I know me and you and just enjoyed doing what we did this season and, and with this team. Oh, yeah. It was a great group uh, and that we all got to watch and all got to see. And I think the fans can really understand that as well of like how the prospect league set up is we're not going to see a lot of these players again next year. And then, you know, it's just how it is. And we'll see a few, but it was just a great season with these guys. And we'll really talk about that more when we when we have our final regular season or final Shrimply Good podcast uh, after this one that's going to recap everything, talk about it all. But let's stick to what we know, Jace. Let's talk about this final full week of Pistol Shrimp Baseball. We'll start on Tuesday, which was a good start to the week for the Pistol Shrimp uh, in a win over the Wabash Valley. Rex 13-7 to at home. Yeah, they really got their week off going on the right foot. Ryan Serene got the start in that one, going three and a third innings, four hits, five runs, a couple walks, and four strikeouts. Ryan Palmblad coming out of the bullpen was fantastic, though. Three and one-thirds inning, one hit, no runs, one walk, and five strikeouts. Uh, in that game, it was really the Logan Delgado game. He came and he arrived on the scene, two home runs, three RBIs, really did what he could. Keyshawn Ogans continued with three RBIs and a triple just to keep – you know, his his push for a possible MVP going is Will Worthington added a home run, his second on the season. Andy Nelson added a home run. It was really just a good day for the bats. And the bullpen did just enough there, anchored by Ryan Palmblad to get that win there at home. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a great win against a team, which at that point, you know, we were still looking at everything that was going on. And like you said, the big games out of this, the Logan Delgado game, but just the starting pitching and the relief pitching in this one really is what kept you into this game against Rex. And you get the big bats going late. I mean, they, the Pistol Shrimp scored uh, in every inning from the first to the sixth. That's a good game right there. Like yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's a great way to just jump out to a lead and do it. And all of those, but two innings was a crooked number. So just a, a whole team effort really is what this win felt like. It was what we'd seen from this shrimp team throughout the, the, two weeks prior and it was a good win to start off the week over a division rival in the Wabash Valley Rex but then we headed on over to Tuesday and we traveled to Springfield to face off against the sliders and this was not the team that we had seen uh, in previous weeks 
Yeah, the Pistol Shrimp made their trip to Springfield, but they left their bats at home as managed only four hits in that loss there. Chandler Kerr got the start, went two innings, five hits, three runs. Damian White came in in relief, three innings, seven hits, ten runs, only three of them earned, so sloppy defense out there as well. Andy Nelson pitched and recorded one of the only two RBIs in the game, so just one of those games that you just want to forget. They went on the road there on just a Wednesday night, one that really the, the pitching couldn't get going, the offense couldn't get going, and just one you just want to leave in the past. I mean, yeah, Springfield just hit him in the face right away. Three runs in the bottom yeah. of the first. And that was kind of it's tough to look back after that. They put up a really crooked number in the fourth. And it's a tough game when they they already had punched in the face in the first and it's responded back in the fourth with six more. So it's it's just a tough game to to do on a Wednesday evening on the road uh, after a good victory. And like you said, in this one just it wasn't the team we've seen. That error number is not what we've seen from them. Again, the pistol shrimp have just been the best defensive team in the prospect league, other than like these select games that we continue mm-hmm. to see where they just kind of the wheels fall off. And if, if you take just a few errors out of those games, sometimes we're still the best defensive team in the league. So I think that is just crazy. The way we talked about it, um, the best defensive team for the first 25 games of the season. And then we had three straight five error games. And then we still were the first best team in fielding percentage yeah. two weeks later. Yeah. It was, we, it was, you know, that's how good that team has been defensively. And it's just that uncharacteristic game. And it's just something that you brush aside, but it was tough in a week like this where you, you had to win almost every single game that you saw. And we'll get right into that on uh, Thursday when the lumber Kings came to town. And this was kind of where we knew we had to put uh, a foot on the gas here. And they did. Uh, as they uh, defeated the Clinton Lumber Kings 16 to five uh, at Veterans Park. Yeah, coming in Thursday, obviously the Pistol Shrimp didn't hold their own keys as far as getting into the playoff push, but they did everything they could there on Thursday, getting that solid win. Tyler Conklin with the start went five strong innings, eight hits, four runs, two walks, and four strikeouts. Justin Rios came in a relief and was all that they needed to get that 10-run victory with two innings pitched, two hits, just one earned run and one strikeout. And in that game, it was really it was the best game of the season by far for Nakuba Booker Jr. Went out there. The bottom of that lineup really anchored. it. got his first home run, drove in four runs scored three himself great game for him Andy Nelson continued to be on a tear with two two runs two RBIs a home run himself and Justin Rios who two innings pitched on the mound also had two hits three RBIs and a double so in that game it was it was an offensive onslaught every starter recorded a hit eight of nine starters recorded a run and it was one of those games that we've gotten used to seeing especially at home over these last couple weeks where the, the bats just get going and the pitching is good but it actually doesn't have to be that good and you end up with a 10 run victory. Yeah, exactly. I think I want to talk most about Nakuma Booker Jr. in this game though. Like it's good yeah. to see him break out the way that he did. Uh, he's just been an on-base machine. We've talked about it uh, for this team this season, a 433 OBP and in select opportunities is just ridiculous uh, for Nakuma Booker Jr. And a lot has to do is he gets hit by a lot of pitches and he takes a lot yep. of walks. That's what he does. And every time he comes to the plate, we almost have become like expecting of that it was Nakuma Booker's coming in what pitch is he going to get hit on yeah like is it going to be in a two strike count or a three one count or whatever or is he just going to take like a four pitch walk and then I remember he just smoked that ball to left and I was like did Nakuma no. Booker Jr. just hit a home run <laughs> so like that's just the the way that that game fit. it was it was great uh it was a great vibe from this team and and, and we've seen it multiple times like you just said on Tuesday Logan Delgado finally had that good game, the two home run game. And then you see that on Thursday, Nakuma Booker Jr. finally having a real good game. That's, you know, that was nice to see uh, as this season uh, came crawling to an end. But 
it was the big games on Friday that we had been looking forward to uh, all this week. And the Pistols from coming to this one are two and one on the week. You know, they are only three and a half back of Danville. They need to pick up these two wins. Then, you know, they'll really be in the hunt. It, it, they'll can kind of, they won't control their own destiny destiny yet, but they would have a much more big say in what was happening. And you just couldn't lose either of these games to Danville. Uh, and, but that wasn't the case as they split the doubleheader with the Danville dance uh, in Danville on Friday, they won game one, four to three. And what was a great comeback victory uh, for this pistol shrimp team. Yeah. Both those games were really in- incredibly competitive against two teams that really are pretty even as far as when you look at it and how they've been playing recently, it was two fantastic games. You can argue that the pistol shrimp stole game one there with that three, three run home run by Danny Westfeld in the bottom of the six to grab that four to three victory. Connor Sullivan pitched in that one, three and two thirds inning, six hits, two runs. Palm Blad came in relief again, three and one third inning, two hits, just one run. It really was a, a more traditional, just tightly contested game. Pitching was good on both sides and it really was just timely hits and there in that second game, you go in with Ryan Ironman on the start, and he's looking good out there. Five and one-third innings, six hits, three runs, only two of them earned, and that 10-strikeout number that we've come used to seeing from him. But in that one, it was really just Danville returned the favor. They brought home three in the bottom of the six to take that win three to two, and they were just two really great games against two division opponents. Yeah, I mean, in game one, pistol trim four in the bottom of the six, led by a Danny Westenfeld three-run home run. That was the game winner. And that's that's what it was right there. Danny Westenfeld has just been so good for this team over the past two weeks, a cycle on Sunday a week ago. So uh, and he's just been so good as of late and, you know, put a, a great swing on a ball for to beat a division rival. And that's when really, you know, I was sitting at home and I was like, I, they can do it. They can win both of oh, these yeah. games. You know, Ryan Ironman's on the mound next and. Westenfeld just put that thing and Sullivan gave us a great start in this game one as well. Paul Blad came in and did what he does out of relief. And we'll get to more about Paul Blad uh, later in the pod, but yeah, it, it was just a great game in game one off that. And then game two is just a literal slider on the outside corner that a batter from Danville stepped forward and hooked down a line. That was the game in that one. Yeah. That was the game in game two, a slider down and away that a Danville batter hooked down the line. That's it. That's how the pistol shrimp lost that one. <laughs> and I will, I will point out that the pistol shrimp did protest. We talked about it on the broadcast mm-hmm. after the game as well. And we talked about it on uh, Twitter a little bit. We, as we explained it, uh, the pistol shrimp protested uh, the game in the bottom of the sixth while Danville was still uh, was Danville was winning three to one at that time protested in the bottom of the sixth uh, on a call that was upheld by the uh, umpiring. I, it's not committee uh that name is not in my head right now but umpires in charge those those yeah. in charge of umpires. commissioner yeah. something like that um that was upheld by them we did win the protest if that's the way you want to phrase it uh john was correct in what he said is wrong of the umpire's call um uh, it was in a case i'll explain again of uh there was a slider in the dirt that bounced and hit the batter after he swung at it uh, it was immediately called a swing by the home plate umpire ruled the batter was out because there was two strikes strike three third out inning is over that was the ruling on the thing on a slide up bounce in the dirt with the batter swung uh, on the ruling but after a lengthy conversation after the danville manager asked if that swing can be checked we'll get to that uh, after a lengthy conversation with the uh, field umpire 
they decided that he did not swing and that they would be awarded first base uh, and it would be a hit by pitch. There's more than a few things wrong with that, and we won't get too far into it, but just the general explanation is John said, uh, you cannot change a swing call to a no swing call. You can change a no swing call to a swing call. That's we see that all the time, but you cannot change mm-hmm. a swing call to a no swing call. Uh, and the umpires did not think that was the case. And then John protested the game. And that was indeed the case that it states in the rules that you cannot change a swing call to a no swing call. So that is just the general explanation of that. And that's what the, pro- that's what the protest was about. Uh, and then in normal cases, when you win a po- protest, or I wouldn't say normal, but in general, you'll see a, a return to that spot in a game or something of some sort where you have to replay the game if a team wins a protest. Um, however, the league, the prospect league ruled that the uh, outcome of the game was not affected by the ruling of the umpires on the field. So the game stood. Uh, and that is just the general explanation of what happened in that second game on Friday night. And I think I, it really bugs me that one because it kind of overshadowed of just how good these yeah. two teams played against each other on a beautiful uh, Friday night. That was just two teams that have been battling all second half for the second place spot. Uh, and it really showed in a 4-3 and a 3-2 game. There's not much else you can do. Uh, but at the end of the day, Danville got the got the better hand of the pistol shrimp in the second half of the season. After this loss on Friday night in the split doubleheader, the pistol shrimp had to win every single one of their next four games and hope that Danville lost all five of their next games. It was not the case as we headed to Saturday. Uh, and the Pistol Shrimp just could not get the job done against a very good Clinton Lumber Kings team that clinched a playoff spot themselves the next day as the Pistol Shrimp lost to the Lumber Kings 12-2 to at Veterans Park on Saturday. Yeah, in that game, Jason Shanner went out there with the start and gave you six really solid innings. Six innings, three hits, only one run, four strikeouts, but the bats never really could get going. And the bullpen came in and really struggled in this game, and that's kind of where it happened. And it happened so quickly, too. It was like Jason Shanner came out of the game, the bullpen started to take over, and then before we knew it, a crooked number was up on the board. It's just one of those games that kind of just slipped away there at the end. And obviously the Clinton, who's a team that's now going to the playoffs, was fighting for a playoff spot themselves. And then this Illinois Valley team that was just coming off that loss and that doubleheader the night before in Danville. So just a rough game there for the Pistol Shrimp as it slipped away. Yeah, the Pistol Shrimp had a 2-1 lead heading into the seventh. That was, you know, they had that from the fifth on, but literally Shanner went six innings. And in the seventh, Clinton put up an eight spot. And that's that was the game. That was no. uh, that was what happened for the Shrimp. That was the end of their their run at the playoffs in the prospect league, they could not lose. And, and that was, that was it. And, and we talked about it a lot on that broadcast that day of, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it was tough. I, I think that's the best way to put it of, yeah. of to watch it go down like that. But it, it just had been such a fun season with this pistol shrimp team. Uh, and it, it's important for, you know, everyone to know now that it is on once Wednesday is, is come and gone. That is, that is it. We are not, we are no longer in a playoff push. We have been <laughs> mathematically eliminated. Um, and that's okay because, uh, it was a great season nonetheless, yeah. but let's finish off, uh, on Sunday where this pistol shrimp team came in in a game that did not matter versus a team who had been playing games that did not matter for like a week now. Uh, and, uh, it was, it was a fun one. I would say chase it, Sunday yeah. was, was yeah. one of those games where you could just have a good time. 
Yeah, yeah. We talked about on the broadcast a lot, just throwing it back to the basics, you know, just going out there, taking at bats, having fun. And, you know, it, obviously Rex is a team that's pretty depleted. They have been for a while now, lost a lot of their players are kind of just working with what they have. And they came into this game and Cole Whitlock gave him a good, great start there on the mound. But as soon as he hit that, those 95 pitches and he had to unfortunately come out of the game, they just went with, it seemed like position players that they, haven't taken the mound. Yeah. They did, did at least not have anybody season. else. Yeah. They did uh, their other, their starting pitcher the next day was on the bench, but he was going to, of course, pitch the next yeah. day, their next probable starter. Um, so yeah, all they had was two position players after their starter uh, and, a, and a team like Ivy that hits like they do. Uh, if you put two position players on the mound, it's, it's going to get out of, it's going to get ugly real quick. <laughs> oh yeah. And a lot of the guys in the lineup really, took that to their advantage. Damon Castillo put up a big numbers with six RBIs, two home runs, Tom Jurak, two home runs, four RBIs, Andy Nelson added a home run himself and pistol shrimp all together, grabbed 19 hits and put up 17 runs. And that was really it in that game. Yeah. I, I think the big, that's the biggest thing to explain though. I've, I've seen a lot of questions and comments about this. Like what was Rex doing? Like, what was that? Um, they, they had like 12, 14 players, Maybe yeah. like that's understandable. They had lost a lot of guys. A lot of guys had had to go to home early. Uh, their best player this season had signed with professional uh, a professional team, and mm -hmm. he's absolutely crushing it in the professional level right now. Um, so it's just a team who is who was good for the first uh, six of the nine weeks of the season, or whatever it is. And stuff happens, and it is what it is. Uh, and you really can't you can't fault them or you can't complain about it either it's fine and the position players at that pit like whitlock has so much fun on the mound for that team and then the yeah. position players are just having a good time the shrimp are having a good time damon castillo hit a home run that i thought was going to leave uh the entire universe um <laughs> is that ball? i don't know I if think, that ball ever came I down know, I, I think it hit a car like i don't know it was <laughs> off it was a position player home run in which he as damon castillo was coming to the plate i was like it's this is gonna get ugly this is gonna get bad and then he just absolutely destroyed a ball um yeah. and uh that was so much fun so it, it's just kind of those games like that where you can enjoy those moments and uh when you know your season's coming to an end but it's also college summer league and that's okay you know it, it's it is what it is and and it was just fun doing it and we'll do it two more times so uh stay tuned for the preview of those two games but that is it for uh the week of pistol shrimp baseball this one four and three on the week for the shrimp uh, they played at home for uh four times and they won three of them so that's i mean that is just more than exciting there as well continuing to show out for the home crowd and let's look at where they stand currently before uh they headed to the final two games of the season pistol shrimp 24 and 34 overall 14 and 14 in the second half they sit in third place in the East Wabash River Division. That division was won by the Lafayette Aviators in the first half of the season by a lot. They have the best record in the league. They still have the best record in the league. They are 20-9 and nine in the second half. They are a game and a half ahead of second place Danville, who has officially clinched second place and a spot in the Prospect League playoffs. They will face off against each other in a one-game playoff. Uh, I, that would be Friday of this week this coming week. So two days after the end of so, the season. Yeah. Um, so those two teams will face off in Lafayette in the East Wabash river division championship game. Um, so Danville and Lafayette Danville's record right now, 18 and 10, uh, the shrimp are five and a half games back now of Lafayette uh, and three or four games back 
uh, of Danville. So it, again, there's only two games left. You can't be four games back. Uh, and Pistol Shrimp, 14 to 14, sit in third. And the Wabash Valley Rex, 8 and 20, sit in fourth. That is the standings for the division. Pistol Shrimp uh, hitting and pitching-wise, they are 10th in the Prospect League over the entire season in batting average at 268. And they are 10th in ERA at 596 over the entire Prospect League season. So if you want to categorize the Shrimp as what they are, probably the 10th best team (laughs) pretty pretty simply they're probably a little bit higher than that too but uh over the the entire course of this season it was a very tough first half and what they were able to show in the second half this second half team is is just so very good but what we were able to do with what we were able to do has just been so exciting and let's uh look at exactly who was able to do what on this pistol shrimp team uh, over the course of this season let's look at the prospect league top 25 leaderboard starting with the batting yeah, and for the batting average, Keyshawn Ogans comes in currently eighth in the prospect league, hitting 345 on the season, also tied for 24th with 49 total hits. Colton Coco has been a double machine, comes in 11th in the season with 12 on the year. Then you get to the home run numbers. You got three pistol shrimp there in the top 25. Damon Castillo t- currently tied for three with 13. Keyshawn Ogans and Andy Nelson are both tied for seventh with 10. And they, we talked to Andy Nelson last night how he really put himself in this home run race, and he's enjoyed it with his two teammates as well. It's been a fun time. Yep. But D- Damon Castillo and then also Andy Nelson are up there in RBIs as well. Castillo tied for 16th with 38. Andy Nelson, 24th with 33. Colton Coca, Blake Atkins, Will Worthington, and Nakuba Booker Jr. all up in the top 25 as far as hit-by-pitches go. Colton Coca is third with 11. Blake Atkins is tied for six with nine. Nakuba Booker Jr. and Will Worthington are both tied for 12th with eight hit-by-pitches. That continues to be a stat that we really Four. excel in. Four players. <laughs> Four players in the top 12. Four players in the top 12. <laughs> That's amazing. And you get to the stolen base side of it. Andy Nelson tied for home or up there in home runs, also tied for 11th in stolen bases with 16 on the year. And then you get back to Keyshawn Ogans, who's currently third in slugging percentage with that 634, 10th in on base percentage with a 440. So the best way to describe Keyshawn Ogans is he is in the top 10 in both uh, batting or in all three of batting average and uh, slugging and OBP. And he's also. Uh, in the um, where's his home run total? What was Keyshawn at? Keyshawn is 10. top ten in home runs as well. So MVP. Uh, that's I. I was. I, did you say that? I didn't say MVP. Did you say MVP? Uh, Keyshawn Ogans. I, I heard something. Keyshawn Ogans deserves MVP votes. Deserves. He deserves a look. He yeah. deserves a look. That's all I'm going to say. Deserves uh, a look. However, this is no argument. We know who deserves. Uh, pitcher of the year in the prospect league. That is Ryan Ironman. Let's go through where he sits on the top 25 leaderboards on the pitching side of things. I'm sorry, Jason Shanner, you did drop out of the top 25. Um, it, I, I feel like that should be like, like if I had a graphic, I'd be like rip top 25 pitchers other than <laughs> Ryan Ironman, because that's how it's, I've been like, we were inching all season, like someone else is yep. and then Shanner hit. And then he was just gone. It was just like a poof. Um, but we'll look at we'll look at Ryan Ironman first in game started with 11 first in innings pitches with uh, innings pitched with 65 first in strikeouts with 107 he has 36 more than the next closest in the prospect league he is first 
in wins with eight. Second in ERA at 2.08, only 0.03 more than the next person. And he is second in batting average against at 1.46, which is 0.001 more than first place. So he has just been so good all season long. And I will point out that 107 mark uh, for all the fans at home. The prospect league record for strikeouts is 108. 108 strikeouts in a single season. That is not something very easy to do. Not many people have come close. Again, the record is 108. He sits at 107. And uh, we hope to see him sometimes next next week in what should be a performance in which he breaks um, that prospect league strikeout record. Uh, and that is a hope. And, and we will see if it comes to light. But I, 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 he deserves it with everything that he has done this season. And that is something to look forward to uh, in these final two games on Tuesday and Wednesday. But before we get into what's coming up this week, let's get into the fan question of the week. That is the Shrimply Good Podcast episode 10 and 11 fan question of the week this episode 11 sponsored by central bank illinois but this episode 10 which was last week's fan question was sponsored by that guy's secret and the locker room remember the prizes were a relaxed gray trucker hat from that guy's secret and a structured white and black hat from the locker room and the question was we we kind of hinted at it before who joined ryan ironman in the pitching leaderboards in the prospect league top 25 the answer, of course, was Jason Shanner. The first time all season long anyone other than Ironman on the Shrimp had been in the top 25 in a pitching category. And we posted that on our Facebook, our Twitter, and an Instagram. And we draw the uh, winners from the comment section of those videos. Uh, anyone who answers correctly gets put in this wonderful bucket of names. And then we draw your name for a chance to win. And then if you win, you can send us a message on Facebook or whatever platform that we you commented on and we drew your name from uh and uh, we'll tell you how you can receive your shrimply good podcast fan question of the week prize so let's draw two winners this week because there's two prizes a hat for each so let's start with winner number one this is rachel gallus rachel gallus yes that is winner Number one, you are getting the relaxed gray trucker from that guy's secret. And our second winner, as I pull, here we go. I cannot open the note. I cannot. Okay, here we go. <laughs> and number two uh, is, as I'm reading this, Bu uh, Nijelski. 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 Nijelski, Bu Nijelski. That is winner number two. So both of you can send us a message on Facebook. I believe, if I am correct, both of those winners came from, and you can claim your prize. So send Pistol Shrimp Baseball a message on whatever platform you commented on to claim your hats, your Pistol Shrimp Baseball hats. And now for this week's fan question, again, as the final one of the season, the final regular one of the season for the Shrimply Good podcast. We're going to do it a little different this week. Episodes 11 fan question of the week is going to be a pretty special prize. Uh, it's going to be an appreciation of the fans because we have fan appreciation night on Wednesday. And we'll get to more on that in just a little bit here. 
So the prize for this week is going to be a baseball signed by every Pistol Shrimp player. We have it uh, ready to go. It's a Pistol Shrimp signed by every player currently on the roster. So we will post a question on social media and you will have until Wednesday morning to answer the question correctly uh, because we will give the prize away at the game on Wednesday. So you have until Wednesday morning because I will pick that Wednesday afternoon um, before the game. I will pick who the winner is out of those. And it's going to be a pretty easy question, okay? It's going to be something that we're excited to um, hear from the fans about. So get your uh, Twitter fingers, your Facebook thumbs. I don't know if that is Facebook thumbs and Twitter <laughs> fingers. I should pass. Sounds that. right. I think that's, yeah, I think that's that correct. Sounds good. That sounds good. Um, so look out for that question. We will post it um, on. So if you're listening to this on Monday, it will be later in the day on Monday. So we give enough time for that. Probably Monday evening. Look out for that. And it'll be an exciting question to answer. And you'll have a chance to get your hands on a baseball signed by every 2021 Pistol Shrimp player currently on the roster. But let's look at what games are being played this week, Jace. Uh, only two games this week, Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, easy to look forward to here on Tuesday, August 3rd. The Pistol Shrimp will be taking on the Lafayette Aviators at 7.05. That'll be no plan theme night, but flows on Pulaski will be there as the food vendor, and we'll also be joined by the Peru Junior League Girls Softball All-Stars, so a fun night there in the second-to-last game of the season. And then going into Wednesday, the the it, the, the finishing of the season, the last game that we'll be playing in Wednesday, August 4th, also against the Lafayette Aviators. That's a 7.05 start. And that's our highly anticipated fan appreciation night. That'll be a fun night for all flows will be there as well as the kitty cart lucky number will be given away and a free bounce house for everyone to come and enjoy. Yeah. Remember that kitty cart lucky number is our grand prize for the season. So you can choose to put your lucky number on that night's grand prize, but it will be drawn on Wednesday's game. You do not have to be present to win. So you can enter it on Tuesday. You could have entered it this weekend as well. And we will give that away for a lucky number. It's a really cool kitty cart. Um, it looks bigger oh, yeah. online than it does in person. That's for sure. So make sure you check <laughs> it out at the game. Uh, but there's also, uh, I think you said a bounce house for the kids as well. And it's just going to be a very fun night. We're appreciating all the fans. We'll have uh, specific fan appreciation uh, things uh, to look forward to on Wednesday as we appreciate all of you for supporting us all season long. And finally, let's wrap this Shrimply Good podcast with our Shrimply Good Players of the Week for the final time this 2021 season. Yeah, a lot of the times when we go through and pick our Shrimply Good players, obviously a lot of the guys with the numbers, we like to stay with the six, seven game type range of players that play a lot. They've had a lot of opportunities to pad their stats a little bit, but I cannot ignore the week that Damon Castillo had. He only played four games, but comes in with a 333 average, a 1083 slug, 529 on base percentage, three home runs, eight RBIs. How about five walks and only three strikeouts for Damon Castillo as well, which we know we've talked all season. His bat has a lot of swing and a miss, but here at the end of the season, he's really limited that and he's willing to take his walks. And Damon Castillo, shrimply good this week, man. Yeah. And we'll, we will talk more about uh, those kind of players and, and what these players did over the entire course of the season in our final season wrap-up episode after this one. But Damon Castillo looked really good this final week of the season. But I want to finally, finally give some love to some pitchers on this team other than Ryan Ironman. We've given a Shrimply Good Player of the Week to Sullivan as well. 
I don't know if we have done any other pitchers, Jace. I don't believe so, no. I don't think so. So congrats. We have our third pitcher of the year. Ryan Palmblad, who has just been outside of the top two all season long. He would have just close enough stats, but someone else would just tip a little bit farther on the scales. But this week, Ryan Palmblad, head and shoulders, probably the best pitcher we saw on the Pistol Shrimp team this final week of the season. A 1-0 record, six and two-thirds innings pitched in relief, one run, three hits, only one walk, eight strikeouts, a 1-3-5 ERA, and a 1-3-6 batting average against Palmblad. You were so good out of relief all season long. Um, and congrats on getting a finally a shrimply good player of the week. Nod. Well and, deserved. Uh, it is well deserved. Both of them as well. I think that was Damon's third or fourth. So you have good yeah. company. Uh, but Paul Bled, you have a really good company of Sullivan and Ironman on pitchers named Shrimply Good Player of the Week this week. And that concludes the final regular season, the final normal Shrimply Good podcast uh, of the season. We will do a recap of the entire season on the Shrimply Good podcast sometime in the next few weeks once the season concludes so look forward to that we will talk about it on our social media pages but if you have been a listener all season long we did 11 of these jace 11 shrimply good podcasts yeah. over this season and it has been just so much fun and it's not over so don't don't think the shrimply good podcast is going anywhere <laughs> the shrimply good podcast oh, no. is going nowhere but this season uh is coming to a close so we really hope to see you uh at the ballpark uh, this week on Tuesday and Wednesday, but Jace, any final thoughts? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's been a tremendous season and a lot of these players to see them and sit back and watch them grow as players. And I think things started off a little bit rough on the field, off the field. And I think now it's everybody's starting to get it together. The pitching, the, the offense, the defense, the, the broadcast, the, the, our MCs, everybody at the ballpark is starting to feel more comfortable and just, and just like that, it's the end of the season, but gives us that momentum and everything moving forward. And I'm sure everybody would just as excited when next season rolls around. Yeah. And it's a good time to tell you if you've stuck around to the final minutes of this really good podcast, that the shrimp will return to the IV next season and every season after that. So look forward to the shrimp in the Illinois Valley for a long time but always remember if you can't make it to the ballpark you can catch every pistol shrimp baseball game on prospect league tv it's the only way to watch outside of the ballpark just go to prospectleague.tv final two games of the season and thank you thank you to everyone for stopping by another edition of the shrimply good podcast this episode 11 sponsored by central bank illinois fear the claw we'll see you next time do the pistol shrimp. Puh, puh. Do the pistol shrimp.